Hello, everybody in the podcast universe. RS here on RSB at Peace, the podcast dealing with life and mental health. I try to be serious, educational, entertaining for a one-man show. Uh, today is Thursday, January 5th, 2023, and we are rolling into it with lots of issues. Right, so when I say lots of issues, I mean my people, my listeners, uh, my followers, and others listening in because life uh, is not easy. It can be difficult, and I am here for those that need inspiration, and we do need more of that lately, right? Um, uh, this past uh, Monday night, on Monday Night Football, we witnessed tragedy unfold before our very eyes and a very pivotal game between the home team Cincinnati Bengals and the visiting Buffalo Bills. The game basically got got on, on the way, got on its way. But uh, minutes into Monday night's nationally televised NFL game, Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin took a shot to the head and chest area while making a tackle following a completed pass. Hamlin, 24, quickly bounced on his feet, took a couple of steps and fell backward in a shocking moment during what was considered an important late season game with the Cincinnati Bengals. Hamlin was in critical condition Tuesday after going into cardiac arrest and having his heartbeat restored by medical staff on the field. Some players wept and knelt in prayer nearby as millions of viewers tuned in on ESPN's Monday Night Football. Uh, this was a, a chilling scene. Um, myself, uh, I remember as a kid when this was a while back, guys. So uh, I remember... I remember as a kid when I saw uh, Daryl Stingley, a receiver from uh, the New England Patriots. Okay, he was paralyzed by a vicious hit by Raiders defensive back Jack Tatum. Uh, Jack Tatum had this moniker. You know, they call me assassin. I mean, this guy was a vicious hitter. Uh, so Stingley laid on the turf, uh, was subsequently paralyzed. Uh, so just go look it up. Go Google it. Go Google it. Uh, go Google it. Uh, the hit that Tatum delivered to Stingley was vicious. And um, I can't find any photos. I gathered because it was so vicious that uh, they had to remove it. And rightfully so if they did for uh, the family's sake. You know, you don't want anything that vicious uh, lingering on online. So I'll let you guys look it up. Or at least look up the story. All right. So that was me as a kid long long time ago witnessing uh daryl stingley daryl stingley getting viciously hit by jack tatum uh, that was really really uh sad i remember that and i'm not too sure i think daryl stingley and jack tatum they might have already passed away i'm not too sure but uh however however 24 year old damar hamlin was fighting for his life on the field in cincinnati uh, again, your players from both teams were affected immensely, you know, kneeling in prayer. 
after Hamlin was transported to a Cincinnati trauma unit, fans from the Bengals and Bills lined the exterior of the emergency reception area with light, with lighted candles. Um, this is faith, my friends. Uh, when chips are down and life is on the line, people pray to their God, to the universe, uh, whatever they believe in, uh, hoping for the better. What this event teaches us, like like any tragedy that we as human beings witness, is life altering at the moment, like uh, the World Trade Center or school shootings, uh, mass shootings, and shopping malls. Uh, you know, we understand that life is fragile, or fragile. And uh, uh, you know, I don't know when I'm going to die, but I will die. You know, sooner or later. Uh, you know, we continue to pray for that young man, as if this podcast, uh, as of this podcast, he is still, uh, he's still in critical condition. So let's all say a prayer for him as well as for all humanity that's suffering. You know, today I went to Starbucks to grab a coffee. You know, I walked down. It's like three blocks away. I walked down. Uh, I saw a homeless man sitting on the curb. You know, I, I treated him with respect. I, I said hi. He said hi. Uh, then he talked about his problems in life. Uh, didn't he? Didn't ask me for a dime. Uh, so for like five minutes, he you know he was telling me his goals for 2023, and you know it's only the fifth day of uh, the new year, and and how he wanted to, uh, how he wanted to, in his own words, you know, get his his act together and move off, move off the island, and uh, you know get his life together. Uh, that's what he said. As I, as I walked away, I just told him, "Hey, you know, hey, God bless you. You know, something positive," and that alone made him smile. And he said, "You know, thank you, brother. God bless you too." So that was a kind kind um, uh, a kind moment for two human beings earlier today. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with uh, being nice to people. Sometimes that's all they need. You know. Uh, 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 pick me up, you know. So this podcast is about life. It is about the mind more so than our bodies because there's a lot of people out there with minds, with their minds filled with so much negatives. Um, so I'm here to save you from that. Uh, if anything, at least give you, uh, give someone uh, some hope to live on more, to live, you know, to live on one more day, uh, one more hour, well, one more minute. Because we, we all need it. You know, we, we need a supporter. Uh, I know I did when uh, I needed a good word. But, you know, family would tell me, Ron, you're wasting your time and, and money on that project. You know, give up. Uh, <laughs> when, when, when what I needed was, hey, you know, keep on going. You can do it. But, you know, I, I understand why family would say that. Um, you know, they don't mean any, any harm by something like that. You know, they, they don't want they don't want uh, you hurt uh, as much. You know, you know, they don't want you to fail bad, you know. So I get it. But uh, I, I was needing at, at times a pick-me-up, you know. So, you know, me, Uncle Ron, Brother Ron, you know, I'm here for you uh, until I take my last breath on this earth to make you see that uh, you, my friends, are special. If no one is telling you that, I am. So you are special no matter your age, race, religious beliefs. Uh, social status. I'm here for you, Uncle Ron, Brother Ron, here at RSB at Peace. Okay, so um, we're going to talk about uh, the mind. We're going to talk about what what's what's happening 
you know, in your life or what whatnot. But we're gonna discuss we're gonna discuss depression and suicide because they go hand in hand and and there's a, a you know a, a big problem these days with with depression and you know i was just talking about the recent nfl game where damar hamlin you know basically lost his heartbeat on the football field and, and both teams were like you know you, you know just shaken up by that so we as human beings in life will get shaken up by certain events that that happens to us uh sometimes it's our fault or our doing that our lives become the way it is and sometimes really it's not so you know for everything we do there's there's consequences so you know maybe i did something wrong in the past that's hurting me now that was my fault you know i gotta take responsibility for that and you know sometimes in life something just happens where it's it's not my doing it's you know maybe just the in life things just happen and you know the strong survive the strong deal with it you know i think everyone in life feels depression or feels different emotions and some people are just stronger in the mind you know not so much the body because the mind controls your life you know if you you have a weak mind you're going to be negative if you got a strong mind and you're courageous you fight through the the bad times you know what i mean um my niece several years ago had you know uh had a kidney transplant and man that little lady is like you know my hero she's like my my inspiration you know she just keeps on going her and her husband you know, after what she's been through, she's strong in the mind, and man, she just keeps going. And you know, if she can do that, you know, we all can. You know, if uh, I look at her and, and so much negatives went her way in life, but you know, perseverance. You know, she's she's back and she's stronger. You know, and she deserves whatever it is in life that she's working hard for, and you know. I'm just saying, life isn't easy. And if my niece can go through an organ transplant and just continue to care for others, oh my God, that's that's a really strong person of a you know, uh, uh, to me, a perfect human being. That someone can uh, go through so much uh, trials and tribulations or whatever tribulations and whatnot, and um, come up the way she did you know uh that that's that's awesome epic um so we're gonna talk about depression and suicide for a little bit so this topic is something uh most people don't want to discuss uh they are afraid to talk about it but depression is uh you know very urgent a very urgent subject to tackle because it can lead ultimately to you know, intolerable mental setbacks uh, that can affect relationships, work environment, family, friends, and can lead ultimately to thoughts of suicide. And that's just the facts. Uh, it is, that is why, you know, I am here, my family and friends. Uh, I don't want you to suffer. There are ways to deal with depression. All right. So, um, you know, what's causing your depression if you have it? 
Uh, most people understand what is causing their depression. It could be financial, personal, you know, whatever. So how do we eliminate our depression? If you haven't talked about your depression with someone, you need to. Venting is good. I keep correlating venting our minds with the tea kettle. You know, when a tea kettle reaches its boiling point around, what, 212 degrees Fahrenheit, it whistles. You know, that, that's when we know that our tea is ready and hot. If that tea kettle had no vents to allow us to hear a whistle, that pot would burst. You know, that's what we as humans will be capable of. And that is burst, right? When our minds are overloaded, we cannot function. You know, we, we, we can shut down or, or go berserk, you know, go mad, go angry. And who knows what what would happen or, or what, uh, you know, what we could do if we're angry enough, you know. Uh, people who hold in anger can potentially hurt hurt themselves or hurt, hurt, or hurt others or both, you know. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, you know, is a retired police officer from Oregon. And uh, he told me stories of people with mental illness with guns. Um, it is a very, you know, very dangerous circumstance, you know. Uh, he told me a story of one man uh, who flipped his wig, you know, he, and shot his wife. You know, he, he, did not, he did not know how to handle the pressure. Uh, he just lost his mind. Uh, so you understand that if we don't talk about our stresses, our depression, or other emotions, it can lead to very perilous outcomes. Uh, look at life. Um, it isn't easy. You know, I have friends who are single parents and are, uh, you know, just stressing out, you know. Funny? No way. Important? Yes, we need to be more human and be kinder as a community. Uh, we need to understand why someone may just cut in front of us at the gas pump. You know, people are stressing. And, and I get it. You know, there's uh, some a-holes out there. Uh, but that woman who cut in front of you uh, maybe in more dire situation, you know, maybe in a more dire situation, you know, every ever ever thought of that, you know, uh, someone who yells at you, you know, uh, you know, uh, blanking, get out of the way. I don't want to say the word. Um, you fill in the blanks, you know, blanking, you know, get out of the way, you know, maybe in a uh, that person maybe in a hurry to to get to the emergency room because their child uh, just fell off the roof or something uh, or got into an intense uh, car accident and they're trying to get to their loved one and uh, it seems like they, they, they're, they just want to disrespect you but sometimes you know just think about it if, if you were in a hurry and you needed gas right away um, I'm pretty sure you might do the same thing so before we kind of lose our you know what when someone does something like that in in real life, in real time, we just got to sometimes sit back and go, well, you know, this guy cut in front of me at the post office, you know, without saying nothing. Maybe there's something on his mind. And I know some of you are saying, oh, man, too bad. You know, you got to explain yourself. Well, sometimes, you know, life just happens. And, and, and I, I was, I'm, I've been guilty of, like, being impatient when I had to go someplace, like when my mom was alive. And I had to take care of her. And you know, she would call me. And, and she was older already. And, and she needed help. And it's like, man, I got to get I gotta get home. You know, I got to get home. I got to check on her. And I'd be at Foodland or something. And, you know, some person just 
cuts in front of me with a big shopping cart and they're in the express lane and the, the cashier takes that person anyway and, and I, I start losing myself and you know people look at me like I'm crazy and you know somebody goes oh you know you need you gotta hurry up you know hey Ron do you know me I'll help you over here and I'm like I'm sorry I gotta get home to my mom you know and she needs my help so you know we, we need to be better understanding human beings there, there, there might be a reason why someone you know just hurries real quick and takes your parking stall at you know the drugstore um you, you know what i'm saying and you know we're all human beings and um tr we, we've got to try to be understanding and sometimes you know there's the a-holes that will just do whatever they want and you know like screw us right so i get it but you know life isn't easy but let's try to try to be understanding a little bit all right so um uh depression okay so we need to focus on taking care of ourselves okay our minds are a little better you know take care of our side take care of ourselves you know uh uh you know if you need to take time out from time to time in in the day you know just five minutes to gather your thoughts do it you know take the time to breathe to clear your mind you know um Elimination, you know, if, if someone in your life is causing you unhappiness, you have to face this person and, you know, tell them how you feel. You know, if, if you are in a dangerous relationship, seek help so that your life will not be in a, a harmful situation. You know, however, if you need to trim off that negatives in your life, do it, you know, without, uh, within reason, of course, you know, and, and don't take what I say as what you need to do. Uh, I'm just uh, giving you some thoughts uh, because if something is weighing you down, you, you need to get rid of that, you know. But, you know, think twice before you do whatever you do. Uh, so now before you di now before you do that, think about it first, like I said, uh, because everyone's life issues is uh, a little different. Uh, if you have kids, you know, don't just leave them. You know, you have a responsibility, you know. But in general, if you, if you aren't happy with a certain thing in your life, Maybe it's being at a job or, uh, you know, you know, think of finding a new job. If, if it's your relationship with a spouse, get counseling. You know, I'm just giving you some basic ideas to help you uh, refocus, all right? Uh, if someone did you wrong, uh, like a spouse that took the bank and ran off, had a Harley pass by, so let me let me say that again. So if if someone did you wrong, like a like a spouse that took the bank and ran off, I'd say, uh, yeah, you know, you you got the right to end that relationship. You know, something that serious can lead to depression. You know, if your spouse cheated on you, uh, how could you not be depressed? You know, if something like that that uh, has occurred, you know, by all means, you, you know, you got the right to feel that way, angry, whatever, depressed, whatever. You know, but go seek help. Uh, go seek counseling, um, you know, uh, but get, but get help immediately, you know, go talk to somebody, you know, vent, vent and vent, you know, keep on venting because it's healthy, you know, you heard it, you heard it from me, Uncle Ron, Brother Ron, you know, go talk, you know, uh, again, uh, if, if you don't have anyone to talk to, uh, you know, my email is right here on the screen, if you're on YouTube or if you're on Spotify, you download the Spotify, not only do you get the 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 audio version but you get the video version so if you're on spotify download the spotify app you can see the video and you can see my screen 
or you go on YouTube, you can see the screen. So uh, my, my email is right there on the screen, but I'm going to say it for those of you with just the audio. My email address is Ronald, that's R-O-N-A-L-D, that's R-O-N as in Nancy, A as in Apple, L-D as in dog, period. My last name is S-A as in Apple, M as in Mary, B as in boy, R, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, O as in Oliver, the number one at gmail.com. So it's ronald.sombrano1 at gmail.com. So email me, tell me your issues, and I will not broadcast it, okay? I'll, I won't podcast that. I'll, I'll keep your name confidential, uh, and if you give me permission to tell your story uh, with a changed name instead of your real name, you know, I'll podcast it. Uh, to help others but whatever the case y'all need to vent and that's why uncle ron brother ron is here for you to to vent i mean first responders have counselors to talk to you know if a police officer witnesses a mass shooting or something really um, intense uh uh and can't get that vision out of his or her head uh, they talk to a counselor or a pastor. You know, they talk to somebody because it, it's it's given. It, it's kind of like a uh, something that that's mandated. I, I think you know you need to talk to somebody if you're a first responder and something's bugging you. Um. Uh. So 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 look what happened at the Bills and Bengals game on Monday night when Damar Hamlin went down with cardiac arrest. You know, players were devastated. And needed counseling, you know. As one coach stated, you know, there is no playbook or manual for what happened tonight. We are all in shock and praying for Damar's life. All right. So, so life sometimes, or most times, you know, we have no manual or a playbook for what happens. You know, none. You know, so um, we kind of go on the fly and learn about life and try to figure things out. You know, as we go along. And if if you look at the replay, um, I, I, they might take they might have taken the video off on YouTube, but you know it was just uh, amazing how people got together after you know Damar was resuscitated. But so all I want I want all of you to uh, get the help that you need. Uh, the National Suicide Lifeline Lifeline and Crisis Line is just three numbers. It's nine eight eight. That's it. You know, call them or text them. They are operating 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Okay, that's the National Suicide Lifeline and Crisis Line, 988. That's it. <clears throat> All right. Okay, so let's talk about um, uh, single parent households. All right. Let me check my time. Yeah, we're moving along, man. So uh, a report from the U.S. Census Bureau reveals that 62% of new moms in their early 20s are unmarried. Uh, the, the report also found that 36% of all moms were unwed. In families with incomes of less than, you know, $15,000 or $20,000, uh, that number goes up to 69%. So single moms... Are, are one of the most disadvantaged groups in the U.S. You know, nearly 30% of their families live under the poverty line. 
Okay, according to the census, as compared with uh, 62% of families with married parents. Okay, so 18.4% of all births in the U.S. Uh, uh, were unmarried women. 40% um, of all births in, in the U.S. Uh, <coughs> uh, in 2008, this was a while back, were to unmarried women. So we go back in time. In 1960, uh, just 5 million children were under, wait, in 1960, just 5 million children under 18 lived with only their mom. Uh, and this is a while back. By 1980, that number had more than doubled. Uh, today, uh, today, according to uh, the Annie E. Casey Foundation, uh, over 19 million children live in single mother families okay that's over 19 million children in the U in the united states live with their single moms all right okay so that's that's huge so in in some school districts today including several in new york and michigan the majority of families are led by a single mom single mothers uh 25 25 million children are growing up without dads or fathers in their home. Uh, that's 40% of the kids in America, as reported by the Center for Children and Families. Okay, 40% of all live births in the U.S. are to single moms, single mothers. 90% of welfare recipients are single mothers. That's huge. Now, 90%, that's 9 out of 10 people are single moms that receive welfare okay so uh 70 percent of gang members high school dropouts teen suicides teen pregnant teen pregnancies and teen substance abusers come from single mother homes so statistically a child in a single parent household is far more likely to experience violence commit suicide continue a cycle of poverty become drug dependent, commit a crime, or perform below his peers in education. All right. So according to the Single Parent Success Foundation, a national nonprofit that encourages educational opportunities for single parents, 63% of suicides nationwide are individuals from single parent families. Okay. 75% of children in chemical dependency hospitals are from single-parent families. More than half of all youths incarcerated in the U.S. lived in one-parent families as a child. 30, 37% of families led by single mothers nationwide live in poverty. Comparatively, only 6.8% of families with married parents live in poverty. Um, okay, that's according to data from uh, the Heritage Foundation. Okay, consider these dire statistics from single-parent households. 63% of youth suicides, 63% of youth suicides, 90% uh, of all homeless and runaway children, 85% of children that exhibit behavioral disorders. 80% of rapists motivated with displaced anger. 
71% of all high school dropouts, 75% of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers, 70% 70 of juveniles in state-operated institutions, 85% of all youths sitting in prison. All right, so that percentages, um, you know, are are statistics are statistics from single parent households. Sorry, I got tongue tied there. Uh, okay, so um, we're gonna move on because I have two stories from some single moms, and um. As most of the people I speak with, the names have been changed to, uh, you know, insulate their true identity, all right? Protect their true identity, right? So we're going to change the name of this one, one young lady. Her name is Sonia. Call her Sonia. Again, not her real name. But her real age is 38, okay? And her real uh, background, her race yeah, she's she's mixed. She's um, white slash Hispanic. Okay, she has uh, one child, a ten-year-old boy. Uh, her income is less than thirty thousand dollars a year annually. Uh, her profession, what she does for a living, is she is an office assistant. So I guess thirty grand is you know not bad. I, I guess for an office assistant, right? Or office assistant. Well, you know, maybe that's not. I'm not too sure. But that's her in annual income. All right. Uh, so this is basically her story is uh, Sonia lives in Louisiana, Cajun country. Okay. She was never married. Okay. This is her story. Reality, folks. Yo, has only a high school education. Okay. She dated a guy that was a security guard. Uh, she says it wasn't love, more, you know, just like, you know, more like just for sex or fun. She was young at the time, I guess, you know, uh, you know, she could, she got careless. Uh, so she states and got pregnant. She, she did not, she did not want the pregnancy, the pregnancy to go forth, but was persuaded to have the baby. And she had, uh, you know, no regrets about having the baby which is now around 10 years old, you know, a, a boy. You know, so, so since she has had minor short relationships merely for companionship for a little while, you know, uh, but was never pregnant again as she claimed she had, you know, <clears throat> more safe sex, so she didn't have another baby. So having her baby, having her boy, uh, her baby boy, what was the best thing, uh, but it was... It was and still is a struggle. Uh, she was always in financial hardship as rents, utilities, uh, car payments, and food, uh, you know, made it difficult to survive as a single mother. Uh, she would do whatever it took to survive, you know. She's a mom and she she's doing the best she can. So um, she never did drugs, she claims. she She's never... She's very responsible. Let me try that again. She never did drugs. She claims she's, you know, she's very responsible for the life she chose. Sorry about that. So she wants to get better, you know, find the right man. But in her case, it's difficult. So men just want her for one thing. And that's for, you know what, 
uh, as she gets older, she's in her late 30s, she claims, uh, you know, having fun, you know, is the, is the last thing right now. Uh, all she wants is to be a better mom and have a better future. All right. So depression gets to her at times, you know, uh, uh, and suicide enters her mind at times. She's just being real. Uh, but she can never go through with it, the suicide part, um, because every time she thinks of her son, uh, she gets that thought out of her mind. However, she is dealing with depression every day. You know, she's just being real. But, you know, courage and being positive, you know, get her through each day. All right. So a little note to listeners. This young woman is telling it like it is in, in, in a short form. You know, it's reality. Uh, so she started to see a counselor and it's been helping her. So she started seeing a psychologist that specializes in parenting. I'm sorry. Did I say that right? <laughs> sorry, guys. She started seeing a psychologist that specializes in parenting. Okay, I think I said that right. So she's feeling better about herself, which is great. All right. So this is inspiration for some of you moms out there, single moms, or even some of you single dads. Uh, some of the negatives she has on her mind. Okay, this is her being real. And I'm going to read it the way she states it. Alright, she's a single mom. I just read you her brief history, if you will. Okay. What she says may, might be shocking. Because she's just being real. Felt like she was a whore. Felt like she was a whore. She felt dirty. Uh, felt not good enough. Felt she let her parents down. You know, she's, she's getting older in life, more mature. She's thinking back on her, her mistakes. Okay? And, and speaking of that, she felt her life was a big mistake. And stop right there, folks. When, when people say that, you know, ah, man, my life was a mistake. Man, that's serious. You got to go talk to somebody. Okay. Felt, here's another. She felt stupid, uh, not intelligent in, in the company of others uh, that went to uh, higher educational institutions. You know, uh, felt like a financial failure, failure uh, barely surviving on her income. All right. So that's the kind of stuff that, you know, gets her down, so, you know, when she thinks about it, you know. So she's getting better by reading up on finances and about, and she's about to take an, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's getting better by reading on finances uh, and about, and she's about, let's try that She's about to take an online course to get a degree in accounting, all right, uh, for her betterment as being a parent. She's now going to church and attending Bible studies suited to single mothers of all walks of life. She's finding the word of God the most healing of all. All right. So she's trying hard to make a difference in her life and her son, which is in a few years will be a teenager. Okay, let me say that again. Um, so she's trying to make a difference in her life and her son uh, and her son, which will be in a few years, he'll be a teenager. Okay, so uh, another note. Okay, so here's a single mom that uh, in, you know, uh, her young mind, you know, wanted possibly to uh, 
have fun, you know, meet men, uh, have fun uh, and, and pleasure. You, you know where I'm going with this. And, and that even moved on to after she had her son for a little while. So have her, however, as the struggles of reality set in, she had to, in a sense, grow up. And now seemingly she's acting her age. And I mean that with respect. You know, she, she's mature. She's almost 40. She's getting her, you know, what together, which is great. You know, I'm happy that this person, this young lady is, you know, she's mature and, and thinking of what matters and, be, you know, be bettering herself, you know. Uh, okay, so, you know, she's gaining more wisdom, which is great. You know, she's taking courses, about to take courses uh, in accounting. I think there's several podcasts where I, I, I've mentioned people, mostly women, that are getting into accounting. But for some reason, it says like women uh, is drawn to that, right? Accounting or why not? Okay, let me check my time. All right, my time. I'm, I'm moving forward, folks. <laughs> All right, so let me check, see if I can speed things up here. So here's another single mother uh, I got to talk to or communicate with, if you will. I'll change her name to Brittany. She's 29 years old. Uh, she has one child, a six-year-old daughter. She is of African-American, and she's... Uh, white she, she's half and half half african-american half white uh her income she's on welfare okay Brittany lives in cali uh, california she has a six-year-old uh, beautiful daughter she she says so here's the situation she was impregnated by a man that raped her this is what she said uh why did she keep the baby she wouldn't say but kept it okay uh, note, Brittany did not disclose why she kept kept the baby. Uh, that happened because, uh, you know, she was uh, basically raped, you know. Um, none of our business, you know, that's hers. Uh, before we jump to criticize, again, it's none of our business why she chose to keep the baby. The fact is this young mother is trying to keep a life and uh, maintain it. Uh, that, my friends, is commendable, all right. So she says, you know, I was forced to have sex with this, this guy. I got pregnant and thought about aborting the fetus, but did not. Again, that's she chose that. Uh, long story short, my daughter and I live alone. With the help of welfare, I have a, a good deal where I live. Uh, I have a good deal where I live, and my small income allows me a roof over my head. Oh, there you go. Uh, roof over my head and some food. However, I can't live like this forever. I am trying to find some financial help so i can get some training for some skill to up my income okay on depression she continues depression is what i deal with every single day how can i not be depressed i am struggling day in and day out sometimes i'll i'll ask hold on sometimes i'll ask for some money from family and friends not a lot, but just some extra at times. And I can I can understand why she would ask for help. Um, I've been ridiculed by one of my cousins who is doing well, but doesn't have compassion for me. As I understand that I decided my life uh, and no one needs to help me if they don't want to. My problem, right? So I get depressed when I think of myself as a loser mom or why the hell did I have a baby in the first place? It was from a man that basically raped me. There was no love involved. It was forced sex. And I got pregnant. But I want to do well for myself and my daughter. P 
plain and simple. I was appointed a psychiatrist and got medication, but could not handle the side effects. I, I took myself off of those. I was suicidal, but not now. I just trained my mind to be strong and positive. My depression can, of course, lead back to suicidal thoughts. I believe in my mind. I believe in mind over matter. I'm sorry. I believe, she's saying, I believe in mind over matter. My friends, uh, a friend of mine trains in jujitsu and she is trying to persuade me to work out with her. But her mind is sharp and she's teaching me to be strong minded. Hey, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You got a friend like that. Um, and we all need friends like that who are stronger than us or better than us in certain things. Okay. So she continues, my goal is to get my feet, uh, my feet on my own without, basically she's saying she wants to get back on her own without the help of the government. And uh, she wants to be free to go where she wants. And basically what she's saying is she doesn't want to be a welfare recipient. She wants to work hard, get smarter, get wiser and be on her own and, and she can you know she understands how people who work hard and work smart and don't need the government's help you know with, with hard work and, and smart work can earn more money that's basically what she's saying in a nutshell okay so moving on let's move on okay so great for her so moving on suicide so back to suicide um it continually affects those left behind family friends associates when someone commits suicide, there's all kinds of feelings, okay? Anger. People who are left behind when a partner in marriage commits suicide may not feel any compassion for their deceased spouse. I have heard stories of wives calling their deceased husbands all kinds of nasty names that leads to feuds within her in-laws, you know, name, name calling like he was a coward, he was weak, he was a loser, or expounding uh, good riddance. If he didn't love us, good. No remorse. He deserved it. A shot to his head, good. You know, so, so suicide is never a pretty occurrence. You know, kids who are affected by suicide, according to a friend of mine who is in uh, social services, claims, you know, some kids are so messed up when a parent commits suicide. Uh, they become depressed, sad, angry, every emotion you can think of, and they possibly become suicidal themselves, right? Uh, or they become parents later on and become less than qualified to handle stressful situations so there's no one there's no one to lead them the correct way so suicide leads to more guilt all right so su uh, spouses continue after years after the fatal deed question themselves in the relationship you know they have this negative peripheral peripheral vision uh, that it was all on, on them for the outcome you know, suicide is beyond sad. You know, it is. Uh, so if you're thinking of it, you know, please call 988-988 to talk to experts. All right. So um, as time moves on, if we can keep these key things, uh, these key points that I'm going to bring up in life, and we can wake up every day and think about one um, the points I'm going to bring up. If we can understand that we will face adversity, that you know adversity is just part of life. And if we can face this and, and know that adversity will present itself, we will experience it. You know, we sh we should be better off. 
instead of thinking, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to have a nice day. I mean, sometimes it's easy. It's, it's a good thing to say, you know, yeah, I'm going to have a nice day. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be positive. But when it's easy to say, but be positive on what, you know? So when bad things happen to us, you know, sometimes we just lose ourselves. We flip our wig. We get angry, sad, depressed. But my Uncle L, again, always used to tell me, God rest his soul. My Uncle L always used to tell me, Ron, you know, when you step out of the house, let me check out my time, hold on. <clears throat> he used to tell me, hey, Ron, you know, every time you step out of the house, <clears throat> excuse me, every time you step out of the house, your neighbor doesn't have to smile at you. You know, the guy, that you, uh, the people you wave at, hey, how's it going? They don't have to return any pleasantries, you know, to you. You know, uh, if they want to spit on you, they have every right to. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, you know, that's the way it is. Life is ugly. What basically Uncle Al was saying was, hey, life is ugly, man. So if you can just understand that life is ugly, you try to make the best of it. All right. So here's uh, some stuff that I, I wrote down. Life is not perfect and some points here. Okay. So if we can all understand that uh, the unexpected happens. Okay. The unexpected happens. Next one. People do not have to treat you with respect. They don't. All right? People don't have to treat you kindly at all. They don't. They don't have to. You will be ridiculed if you stand alone on issues. Some of us in uh, leadership uh, roles... Uh, or you had to come up with something at work or school, original, you were ridiculed. You know, what the hell were you thinking when you came up with that idea? I had that happen to me many a times. Hey, hey guys, I got this idea. Hey, well, what the hell were you thinking? They laugh at me. <clears throat> but I've been ridiculed so many times. I'm like Rodney Dangerfield. Go look him up. Uh, you will face division at work or at home. You will face division at work or at home. Next one. There will be an illness that can set you back financially. And if not, you are really blessed. All right. <laughs> that happened to me, man. Finances will always be an issue. Seriously, finances will always be an issue. Whether you're like dirt poor or you're like filthy rich. You know, you filthy rich people come at you all the time. Hey, I need money. I need money. I need money, right? <laughs> right? And if you don't have money, you want money. That's what it meant. Uh, people will cheat you or think about it. That's right. People will cheat you at least once in your life. Uh, where was I? Oh, here you go. Your ideas can be stolen by your closest friends. That happened to me. Believe it or not, I wrote lyrics for a song, right? And one of my friends knew a musician, a piano player, like a composer. And I think the guy ripped me off because I don't. I, every time I try to email him, you know, nothing happens. You know, my bad karma is going to happen to that dude. People will think you're stupid. People will think you're stupid. Uh, people will make fun of you at least once in your life. In my case, it happened several times. <laughs> Uncle Ron, Brother Ron, I know to just laugh things off, man. 
Uh, people will be unkind to you. Same thing. Um, people will try to hurt your family. Yeah. Seriously, think about that, folks. People will try to hurt your family. All right, so next one. Kids will try to hurt your own kids. So other kids will try to hurt your kids. And we've seen that with bullying on social media or physically, uh, you know, punching out your son at school or, you know, pulling your daughter's hair in the school bathroom. It can happen. Uh, again, people can be evil. It's basically the same thing. Your spouse, next one, your spouse may cheat on you. That's reality. Or the next one, you may cheat on your spouse if you are tempted hard enough. All right. You will be deceived, uh, blah, blah, blah. Same thing. Uh, you will miss your flight one day and be stuck in that city. <laughs> that happened to me a long time ago. I think I was stuck in Los Angeles. I couldn't get a flight out. So I stayed in a hotel for like two days, you know, like close to the airport. And that was like, that was horrible, man. You know, there's all kind of like drug addicts around there. You know, the cab driver drops me off. Yeah, this is a good hotel. Really? There's like drug addicts out here. Yeah, it's a good hotel. <laughs> and he drives off real fast. <laughs> He's like, hey, come back. I don't want to stay here. I'll sleep at the freaking airport. I'll sleep at the United Airlines lobby. I'll sleep on the baggage carousel. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Your car will break down if you own a car. Happened to me so many times. I don't own a car now, but when I did, your job will be lost. That happened to me. Uh, you will have an a-hole as a neighbor. <laughs> there you go, folks. Um, Uncle Ron, Brother Ron here in episode 24, season 3. Just talking a little bit about life. And I, I think the whole thing with this podcast is about, you know, being strong and understanding that, you know, life is tough you know there's gonna be you're gonna go against currents in certain seasons of your life there's gonna be negatives uh during your life but you gotta be tough you gotta be tough and we're talking about suicide and depression you know uh if you are thinking about suicide please get help if you're not suicidal that's great if you know someone that might be intervene show them some love and compassion first kid gloves you know be warm and gentle um you know i i still have this friend who's dealing with depression and um i just text him once in a while hey i love you man you know uh check in on people check in on people when you can it's important and um you know, it's the new year's just beginning and um i'm trying to get this podcast up and upping my game and you know Later on, I'm going to like uh, work on the business plan and uh, try to work on my logo. <laughs> so next time you see me, maybe I got my own logo on my own hat. But since I don't have my own logo, a little, little light, little lightness here, lighten up the load here, you know, lighten up the spirit. You know, me and my friend Slick, we talk about resting all the time and I got my Roman Reigns hat. This is my Roman Reigns hat. Check it out. Oh, baby. Roman Reigns, man. Big fan. WWE. Man, where's my... Here you go. I got to go this way. The opposite. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, Ronson Brown here on RSB at Peace. Uh, episode 24, Season 3. I hope all of you are doing fine. 
again um, if you're experiencing depression go talk to someone go see someone talk to your pastor talk to a good friend the thing is right now just talk to somebody and if you've been going through uh, therapy and counseling you know uh, continue to do that if you feel you need to um, if you're an adult you, you can kind of make up your own mind but if you have children that's having some kind of psychological issue mental issue you know get them some help and if you can't afford it uh, check with your local government your local county state and and see there's got to be some way that um, you can get your kids counseling there, there's got to be your school uh, church whatever um, I know for sure you can get help there's people out there that want to help you so again you know you guys take care God bless and when I say God bless you know I mean that in a good way you don't believe in God I just mean that in a good way and um, on Sunday, I'm going to try to do a podcast for, uh, well, I have to, uh, on sports. It'll be about sports. And um, maybe uh, we'll talk more about Damar Hamlin. And I pray to God that he survives. He's still in critical condition as of right now. I'm going to go check the online, uh, NFL.com, see his status. And it's just unbelievable that the whole sporting community, uh, the whole world has come together after seeing that tragic event unfold on Monday Night Football, you know, so it, you know, so sometimes tragedy, uh, we learn from that. We we learn to be better human beings. We learn to be better brothers and sisters in this world. And you know, it shouldn't take tragedy to make us wake up to that fact. But you know, it always happens, right? So anyway, Ronson Brown here, RSB at peace. You guys take care. God bless.